Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We had a gentleman reach out to us, uh, Mike. Mike reached out to us, and uh, he sent us a, a boatload of songs, and we're going to let Mike's song be our intro oh, okay. for today. And, uh, called, and the song's called Take It Out of Petty Cash. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. That's good. By the way, I, I, last night I didn't tell you this. I got a whole bunch of songs yeah. from a listener name. It's in from England, Mick Jagger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, March 11th is moments away. But before we get into this, we got to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring our program. Unions like... The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, not Aerosmith, Local 126 and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9 are sponsors, as well as the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. A giant thank you to those unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. And of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, March 11th is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. This is the only part of the song I know. Ready? <clears throat> Spill the wine. Take the gun. Spill the wine. War. You ever heard of the group War? Yes, I've heard of the wow, group War. Wow, you have? Yeah. I'm stunned that you've heard. It's one of my favorite groups in the 70s. Ah, the good old days. All right, the Ben Jarofsky Show with a new intro song <laughs> called Take It Out of Petty Cash starts now. Wednesday, March 11th, Ooh. and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Ben likes the new song. I really like this. <laughs> Today on the program, legendary <laughs> Chicago journalist Monroe Anderson is back. Senator Robert Peters makes his return, and we welcome Halesh Patel from the Field Foundation. And now your host, <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Socialism Wednesday. And here's why. By the way, I love that song. Who was who that from? Mike. Mike, you're the man. I'm playing. Guys, I work with him every day. <laughs> and drives home with oh, me. Geez. Or takes the train. And I'm like, yo, D. Anyway, tough night for me last night, D. Tough night for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, before I went to bed, I was reading about the primary. Everybody knows I'm for Bernie. Yep. My uh, my man Bernie Sanders took it on the chin. All right, all you Joey B fans out there, big night for you. So you know, I'm always a good sport. Uh, congratulations, your guy won. Well, I don't know, three, four. I can't remember how many. It's too painful to count. The big one was Michigan. He won. Yeah, every like every state with an M in it. Biden won a Maine. No, not Maine. Well, he won Maine last time, but Mississippi, Missouri, Michigan. Bernie won North Dakota. All right, North Dakota, Fargo. Woo! -hoo. 
Anyway, rough night. So I went to bed. You know, I was tired. And guess what, D? Woke up at about 4.30, 4.15, something like that. In oh, the, wow. I know, because I was having a dream. Hence the song, Spill the Wine, because that's like a really dreamy type song. Spill the wine. I just like, woke up. And I was having this like nightmare where I had a coronavirus. All right. That was my Holy nightmare. Know, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it so much. I thought I had it. So I went downstairs, took a drink of water, did, you know, testing. Did I have fever? No. Did I have a sore throat? No. Then this is other test somebody told me about where you're supposed to hold your breath for 10 counts. Have you heard about this one? No. Like, okay, it goes like this. Oh, this is great podcasting right here. Excellent. 10, baby. I did it. Okay, Whew. the moment I don't have it, or maybe I have it and it's dormant and it's gonna come back. That's like in Hunters. It's right out of Hunters. There's this thing in it. It all comes back to Hunters <laughs> on the Binge Rob. So today show. I've been doing this ten sec, well ten count thing a lot. Kind of weird, you know, the weirdness of me. Like today when I was walking up the stairs, coming to the bright one, you know, the stairs they got D. It's a lot of stairs. Yes, the stairs. I'm doing it, and I'm as I'm walking up the stairs, I'm like, uh oh, I'm short of breath. I could have it, and I'm like, oh wait a minute. I'm walking upstairs. That could play a role. Anyway, there I was. It was 4.30. I go downstairs. I have a drink of water. Suddenly I'm wide awake. I do a little reading. I'm reading a great book. Uh, and uh, so I'm about, I say, all right, now it's about time to go to bed. What do I hear? Thump. That's the sound of the newspapers landing on my front porch. Big mistake what followed next day. I go, I'll read. The, I'll just take a look and see what the uh -huh. headlines are. Yep, another hour. There I am reading articles in the newspaper at about, now it's about quarter to six in the morning. Ah, it's not a good lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, most of the articles addressed two issues. I'll deal with the first one first. The uh, aforementioned Bernie losing to Biden in one article after another pointed out that the Dems had decided that Bernie was too extreme. That America, they, a lot of people were voting like strategically. First of all, some of them thought Bernie was too extreme. Someone didn't like, some, many voters don't like the fact that Bernie is an avowed democratic socialist. And others who might be a little more tolerant say, well, other people won't vote that way. Although we all know that's BS. You know, when, I, when, when people say, well, you know. <laughs> I'm glad we're back to saying BS today, by the way. Well, we actually may fall off that bandwagon in a little while. <laughs> oh, man. I mean that wagon in a little while. Anyway, so, you know, you know how they go, well, there's swing voters. Ben in Virginia will be really uh, upset. Not me personally. <laughs> I don't, you know, personally. But I'm worried about the swing voters. Yeah, I think you're a little worried about it yourself. Just saying, okay? Then there was, remember, they, they had, like, all so worried about Bernie because he had taken the honeymoon in the Soviet Union, and allegedly there was a picture with him without his shirt on. Remember that, D? The New York Times columnist, wait till they get a hold of that picture of Bernie in the Soviet Union on his honeymoon without his shirt on. What a thought, you know? Like, that's going to scare those voters, those swing voters in Virginia and Michigan. Anyway, it looks as though... My beloved Democrats falling in line. Birdie's too extreme. One by one, they're voting for Joe Biden, and he's on a roll. Bernie's going to have a press conference, probably having the press conference as we speak, uh, to talk about the future of the campaign. My guess is he's still going to be in the campaign. I'm online looking. I'm urging him to stay in the campaign. I think we need Bernie in this campaign to force Joey B and the rest of the Dems, the centrists, not to run to the right. They love running to the right. You know, oh God, this will get the swing voters. Breaking news. Bernie Sanders vows to stay in 2020 race after a series of losses. My man. Bernie Sanders, my man. I'm glad you made that decision, Bernie, because as I was saying, 
got to keep these Dems honest. They will run to the right every chance they get. Run, run, run. Here we go. Run, run, run to the right. I believe the quote here says uh, from Bernie, won't stop, can't stop. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Uh, $27. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking of reading. And the other articles were all about the coronavirus and the panic. Uh, Apparently, the whole country's really upset and nervous i don't blame them i'm scared myself we have these uh my wife suggested this and to protect our guests yeah look at this guys mm-hmm. uh, we got to give dr d credit for doing this he's the one of <laughs> really <laughs> easy <laughs> he figured it out yeah you just put the kleenex on the microphone and put a rubber band around by the way it. everyone's an expert i told monroe about this he's our guest today and he was like well you know i don't think the tissue will work everyone's an expert it's Even the thought it's- that counts monroe yeah. <laughs> everyone's a freaking critic oh my god what what Let's see your great idea, Monroe. Our, for the people on the download, we've taken our microphones and we put Kleenex over them for our guests and we put a rubber band around it. And That's uh, our attempt to help out. <laughs> and and uh, Miles is laughing. And after every guest leaves, we'll change the Kleenex. Oh, my God. I didn't know there's such so many tasks involved know, in this. Man. So anyway, so everybody's panicking about the coronavirus. I Listen, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking I had it, so I'm no different than anyone else. But the interesting thing, Donald Trump was meeting with the Republicans. Suddenly, guess what? They're all turning into socialists. Oh, yeah, Donnie Trump. Yeah, he's meeting with the... They want to have, like, a guaranteed sick leave. You know, if you miss work because of the coronavirus, you get sick leave. You're going to get paid for it. Oh, that's socialism. That's straight out of Bernie. How about this? They're talking about bailing out the the airline industries. Yeah, well, it's not fair. The airline industries are really losing. Oh, that's socialism. That's straight out of Bernie, right? And then, uh, oh, then just like it's not really socialism, but they're going to give everybody, you know, a little break on the day. They love giving breaks to rich people. But by the way, remember when Mayor, uh, Bernie was advocating college tuition for all and was saying you know that uh you shouldn't have a means test that everybody should have access to college tuition otherwise there would be no widespread support for the program and mayor pete remember mayor pete oh your favorite (laughs) mayor pete now well this is when this is when i knew this is when i turned against the guy i didn't even know about him and i read this quote oh that's not right rich people shouldn't get a break hey mayor where's mayor pete to criticize donnie trump when he's giving money to everybody it's not a means-tested handout. It's not just like broke people like me and Dennis are getting the money. Everybody's getting the money. Isn't that interesting, D? Socialism for rich people. Come on, Mayor Pete. Speak out. Yeah, man. It's going to cost at least, the, the, the earliest estimate I saw in the New York Times, $700 billion. Now, I remember the Democratic debate when all the uh, the moderates were ganging up on Bernie. Yes, that's billion <laughs> with a B. It's, thank you, thank you, Mayor Lori. Uh, I remember Amy Klobuchar. Remember her day? Who? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Didn't you work for a while drinking the the Amy Kool Aid? No. no <laughs> never, never. No. Uh, I remember Mayor Pete. Joey B, Joe Biden, all of them. Oh, that's too expensive. We can't afford that. We have to be responsible. Yeah, they just $700 billion. Oh, so much responsibility. Open window, throw out. And they're all going to go, oh, Ben, we have to be compassionate in this time of desperation. Yeah. Hey, I got news for you guys. Times are desperate for people a lot, ordinarily, like just ordinary working people. They don't get sick leave. They, they, they have to fight to get barely $15 an hour if, if they get that. 
They don't get health care in many jobs. We don't have a national health care plan. But I guess, as they say, times are only desperate when rich people are feeling the pain, when ordinary people are feeling the pain. Oh, come on, man it up. Anyway, so what is it? At times like this, uh, it's compassion, but ordinarily it's socialism. Hmm. Bernie, keep up the fight. Do not let these Dems move to the right. We got a great show today, everybody. Monroe Anderson, oh, he'll be doing cartwheels. You know, he's not the biggest Bernie fan in the world, but uh, he's got a lot to say. I already talked to him today. He's, he's going to come in and make fun of these uh, microphones with the tissue on them. Uh, Robert Peters, a the state senator from Hyde Park. I've big, been awaiting his return. Yes, big Bernie supporter. All right, big time Bernie supporter. Or, you know, he may be a little down. We'll have to cheer him up a little bit, okay? I think he's Bernie's Illinois coordinators i just got some title with a you know i should have done the pre-show prep the and no knew the exact time we'll ask him when he's here right stop admitting you don't do pre-show prep <laughs> and uh halish patel uh from the field foundation is going to talk about leadership in chicago and then he told me he goes i'll talk about anything you want to whoa mm. okay he is a first timer on the ben Jarofsky show <laughs> whatever you want so we'll talk about socialism for the rich how about that how about it we'll talk about socialism when times are hard for everybody when rich people are in trouble oh, let's bring in the socialism but when ordinary people are feeling oh, that's socialistic that's a step away from communism that's kind of like my david Chappelle imitation i just realized when i was doing it anyway we have a great show a lot of political discussion ahead of us before we do any of that the young man from Alton, the man they call dr doobie with the news <laughs> everybody how's it going <laughs> all right before we find out what's happening in chicago and or illinois this afternoon <laughs> joe biden congratulations on another big primary win last night anything you'd like to say to the voters this afternoon play the radio make sure the television the, excuse me make sure you have the record player on at night the, the, the phone make sure the kids hear words all right <laughs> Got that? Make sure that kids hear words, okay? Uh, I got to write that down. That's something to think about. On to the local news. And no, we haven't made it into any new political campaign attack ads in the last 24 hours. I'm both relieved and disappointed. Yeah, man, I really... God, that was a high for me, huh? But it looks like BS Gate, mm -hmm. the time Kim Fox came on the Ben Jarofsky show and cursed, is still barely holding on in the news cycle. I believe Eric Zorn of the Chicago Tribune weighed in with his thoughts yes, this he morning. Did. Yes, he did. That was one of the things I read at about six in the morning when I should have been sleeping. Uh, Eric Zorn, our good friend, as electioneers, we're still knee deep in questions about Fox and the Smollett gate in the Smollett case. Yeah, you just <laughs> instantly say Smollett, Smollett gate. gate. Yeah, see, that's the difference between E and E and Z. E -Z. We'll get into this, uh, Eric. So, by the way, what do you think of that headline, D? Oh, what was it again? Let's hear. <clears throat> Tribune headline writer: As election years, we're still knee deep in questions okay. about Fox and the Smollett case. Knee deep BS. Knee deep in. Oh, Whoa, okay. get out the pot. Right. Right. <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard better Tribune headlines. How about that? Well, whenever they have like something resembling a joke, you're, just, you're like Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> God, man, rain on the parade. I'm giving the guy or a woman a shot out there at the tri Tribune, okay? They're feeling bad because we always, or you know what? I always say that, but much better the sometimes headlines are. You always, it's true. You did defend it or headlines. Anyway, where was I? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Eric Zorn. Yeah, let me say this about Eric Zorn. Great guy. Uh, very good writer. 
one of the Saner columnists at the Chicago Tribune. He He's a listener to the Ben Jarofsky show, and he was a guest on our show. He was show. a guest. Go download uh, that episode. Yes, excellent episode. He's, a, by the way, a fantastic guitar player. Did you know that, D? I uh, did not. No, right now. I'm doing my Eric Zorn and guitar imitation. No, 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 no. That's Eric Zorn and guitar. Great sure guitar. he's better than that. Hell of a basketball player. Tall guy. I, I post him up. All right. Yeah, he's a tall fella. He's one of those tall guys who thinks he's got a jump shot, so he's always going, no, go down low, put your hands in the air, and get me a rebound. Man, all right. Two words, Zorn Skyhook. <laughs> but I'm not feeling this column easy. You know, I love you dearly, but no, we, you and I just do not see eye to eye on this thing. Uh, essentially, he, he, you know, he, he gives us a shout out, so thank you very much. Uh, and he talks about how uh, uh, when uh, Kim Fox came on our show, she said the issue with Smollett is... And then he writes, uh, and then, uh, excuse my language, is bull beep. And, the, you know, the Tribune protecting its readers. It readers. Uh, it's B-U-L-L. And then they have a dash, 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 causing Tribune subscribers throughout Chicagoland to scratch their head. What could the four missing words be? Oh, my God. It's like a crossword puzzle. Honey. Some guys that don't. What? It's four. Okay. The, it's B-U-L-L. And then there's four letters. What could it be? Well, uh, honey. That's my Marge imitation. Is that a good imitation? Horrible. Okay. Anyway, we all know what those four letters are. I got to say them yesterday. And then Dennis laid down the law. All right. This is, this is actually what happened, folks. Yesterday, you spent a lot of time talking about the Bulls. No Bulls talk. All right? But I go, oh, come on, man. Kobe White got to start last night. No talk about the Bulls. And don't swear. You mean I can't say bull beep? Nope. So I'm going to be like the Tribune. Bull beep, 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 beep. Wonder what it could be. Anyway. Or just say BS. Oh, yeah, I could say. <laughs> Good Whoa. Lord. I never thought of that. Anyway, uh, Eric's position is that it's uh, a serious issue. As he says it, uh, what did he say? I got to give him credit. Uh, like, give the devil his due. Where we go? Uh, uh, what he had, the big question is Was Smollett offered special treatment due to his celebrity or connections? Uh, Fox has steadfastly refused to answer and said her only failing here was poor communication with the public. Uh, that's also BS, Eric writes. I say he probably was given special uh, treatment. Yeah, I think the answer is yes. And uh, wow, a celebrity got special treatment. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying when I think of all the issues facing our criminal justice system in Cook County, a celebrity getting special treatment does not rank within, I don't know, top 50 how about this one? Front page of the Tribune, excellent article, Stacey St. Clair, spurred by a Chicago Tribune investigation involving a man who spent two decades in isolation after being convicted of stealing a hat and a single dollar bill. A proposed state law would limit how long an Illinois prisoner can stay in solitary confinement. We have some serious problems, folks. This story is so disturbing and upsetting, I don't even want to talk about it. This is one of the things I was reading, D, when I couldn't sleep at quarter to six in the morning. I'm reading this incredible article by Stacey St. Clair about this gentleman who spent two decades in isolation, obviously had mental issues. What, they, what did the state of Illinois do? Throw him in isolation. Oh, there you go. That's, that'll really work. So I just think we have some, some very serious criminal justice issues. There's some obvious racial biases in our criminal justice system. We have a black woman who is finally at the head of Cook County uh, State's Attorney talking about, you know, expunging records of marijuana people who were arrested and convicted on marijuana charges bogus marijuana charges and the bogus war on drugs i just think punishing her 
for taking phone calls from well-connected politicals who probably are calling every single mayor, Cook County board president, state senator, House of Representatives, congressman all the time. I just think that's kind of extreme, you know, missing the point. But that's just me. You know, people, smart people can disagree. Not that I'm as smart as Eric Zorn, but, you know, no. reasonable people can disagree. <laughs> Seems way smarter than you. So, Easy, thank you for the shout-out. You know I love you. You're a great guitar player, and you're a heck of a basketball player, although I think you should go uh, post up and stop with the outside side shots. But we just don't see eye to eye in this and one. Come back on the show, Eric. We'd love to have you. I'll bring him back. We'll sit right there, and we'll have a debate on this. There we go. Make sure you put the Kleenex on the microphone. <laughs> All right, moving on. Mm. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Today, J.B. is at the Office of Emergency Management and Communications for a coronavirus update. We'll have audio from that in moments. But as we were live on the air, Governor Pritzker announced Tuesday that the total number of people with coronavirus in Illinois has grown to 19 and said that he's becoming increasingly frustrated with the federal government's inability to provide enough tests to screen the public. Here's the quote from Pritzker, quote, We have not received enough tests. We have tests we are testing, but we would like to be able to test anybody that shows signs that they need to be tested and anybody who would like a test. Pritzker stressed that those most susceptible to the virus, people older than 60 with pre-existing health conditions, need to be extra vigilant about staying away from large gatherings. Well, that kind of, I'm in that list, sort of. Hold on, let me do the test again. Dead air. Whew. Did it. <laughs> Not even tired. Well, of course, try doing that when you're walking up and down the stairs. Like, I make, I, I try to make light out, but it's serious. Uh, and our federal government has let us down. JB is absolutely correct. Donald, by the way, folks, MAGA hat wearers out there, I know you love Donald Trump, but come on, you got to be honest. This is the worst, what, example of leadership from a president in the last 100 years. This is, this is atrocious. This guy is so bad. Uh, his, he's, his inability, we we're going to talk about this with, with Monroe, I know, but his like, impatience with gathering facts, uh, his hostility, to taking deep dives on complicated issues, uh, his instinctive reaction to make every issue about him and his need to defend himself and attack anybody who dares to criticize anything he does uh, at a time when the country should be all looking at our leader for guidance and leadership. Pathetic. I think MAGA hatters, you know, they're probably, they won't admit it, but if you get them like, come on, off the record, Mike's microphone's turned off. Come on, MAGA hatter. I wonder what my good friend Nick Spazzato thinks about this, Alderman Nick Spazzato. Remember we had Nick on the show mm -hmm. and he said he voted for Donald Trump. I go, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be the test. Is there anything Donald Trump can do that would get you not to vote for Donald John Trump? Be, I mean, we should bring Nick back just to ask him about this performance. <laughs> I don't know, Nick. I Even you, I don't think you can defend uh, this behavior by Donald John Trump. So J.B. Pritzker once again saying that you need to be extra vigilant about staying away from large gatherings. Mm. And speaking of large gatherings, well, it's not a good day to be a white person, Ben. Typically, pretty easy. But no, not today. Because of this damn coronavirus, too of our favorite events have been canceled or postponed. First, Ben, 
If you listen closely, you can hear hipsters and yuppies in training crying all over America. The Coachella Music Festival has been canceled. Okay. I'm not really like, I know that's like, are they God type of thing in California? Yes, since 1999, overprivileged Caucasians and flip flops have flocked to Indio, (laughs) California, spent thousands of their parents' dollars on airfare, show tickets, sunscreen, and a variety of drugs as they poorly dance the weekend away to some of the worst music known to man. Well, not this April. No, due to the outbreak of the coronavirus in the United States, the annual April event has been canceled, but postponed until October. Just postpone. What are they? They know something we don't know. <laughs> they know the coronavirus will be gone. <laughs> right. And, well, right. life will go back. We can do this hippie festival thing. Now, I know this is sad news, but I'm about to make this glass half full, white people. <laughs> okay. Think about this. Yeah. With Coachella now happening in October, we can now add that other annoying thing that us Caucasian adults do in October to the Coachella music experience. Dress up for Halloween. That's correct. <laughs> Big way people think. <laughs> Next, the Chicago tradition has been postponed due to the coronavirus. The St. Patrick's Day Parade. White people, I know. <laughs> Our day to get loaded on booze, act like a moron in public, and pick fights with people for no apparent reason has been taken away from us. Uh, <laughs> the following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times, Stefano Esposito. And the one and only Fran the Woe Man Spielman. Three, count them three, large St. Patrick's Day parades in Chicago will not step off this weekend as planned amid concerns about the spread of coronavirus. The mayor's office said that the Chicago St. Patrick's Day parade, the Southside Irish Parade, and Northwest Irish Parade will be rescheduled. And the dying of the Chicago River will also be postponed. All right. Well, this gives me an opportunity to play one of our favorite games here in the Ben Jarofsky Show. What is it called? Headline Battle. Isn't that what we call it? Battle of the Headlines. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, battle so, of the Headlines. And by the way, uh, I saw this is the first thing I saw when I was uh, getting the newspapers at whatever ungodly hour in the morning it was. Uh, the Tribune didn't really play up this story, so this is their version of the St. Patrick's Day headline D, all right? Uh, Pritzker questions whether St. Pat's events should go on. That's their headline, all right? Meanwhile, my beloved bright one. Home delivered as always? Home delivered as always. <laughs> yes, I pay for a subscription, folks. Three newspapers. You're welcome, newspapers. Here we go. Bane on our parades. That's a pun. Rain on our parades and Bane, the bane of our existence. It's like, you know, the cause of some great distress or something like that. The bane of our existence. Bane on our parades. Let me just say this. There's some headline writer at the Chicago Sun-Times, man or woman, I'm not quite sure, is smoking some reefer, man. Uh, Let's just say it's a he. Let's say it's a she. She goes outside in the parking lot. Oh, man, let's see. You know, rolls up a doobie. Oh, doobie. Bane on our parades, baby. We Come got on. it, man. <laughs> Bane on our parades, bro. Then they run it by Tommy Schumer. Tommy, what do you think of this one? Bane on our parades. Oh, sounds good. That's it. So what do you think, D? Come on. Trip. I don't like it. I don't like it. He's tough, man. Bane so- on our parades. Ba- ba- I, I went to a community college. That one goes over my head. <laughs> Well, you get rain on our parade. I get that. Okay, so then you have to know what the word Bane means. I like it sometimes, guy. All right, or woman, whoever writes these headlines. It's stoner. <laughs> All right. Romana who wrote that headline. Here's the mayor earlier this morning. 
announcing that out of an abundance of caution, Chicago is postponing this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade and the River Dying event downtown, as well as our St. Patrick's Day Parades on our northwest and south sides. <clears throat> as you might imagine, this was not an easy decision and we don't take it lightly, uh, but we have been in discussions with the parade um, organizers um, and we were mindful of the impact that this um, event um, has on our city and our communities. Nonetheless, like cities in, across the nation, we concluded that having um, a parade at this time posed unnecessary risk to the public's health. I want to remind Chicagoans that everyone, everyone has a role to play in keeping our city uh, safe and healthy. While it's safe to continue to go about your daily lives, please remember to be smart, be responsible, and use common sense. Yeah, I can't uh, argue with that. Anything she said, it, you know, we are joking about it, but it is kind of scary. That's why I woke up at four fifteen. Yeah. By the way, home. Please stop this bit. Got we're still here. Didn't Did lose it. us. Did it? Kind of. I don't even know. I can't remember who told me that. It's probably not even true. But <laughs> anyway, I'm washing my hands like crazy. Dude. The governor was at this press conference as well. Here's JB. Wait, hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, this is it. We as elected leaders can't take any chances with the health of our residents. Because of what we've seen nationally and across the world of the increased risk of large gatherings, this was the right call. Now that we've reached the stage where we're seeing regular new coronavirus cases reflecting additional spread within our communities, we have to make every effort to minimize further spread as best we can. To the extent there is confusion that has been uh, stoked out in the public, it has been brought on by the White House, if you ask me. Uh, the president clearly has been downplaying this. This is a very serious matter. We need to take it seriously all across this country and especially in this city and this state. And we are, and we're doing everything we can. And frankly, I've had to ignore much of what's coming out of the president's mouth uh, and make sure that we're focusing on what the experts are telling us to make sure that the public knows. Yeah, here's uh, the, some of the pre president's quotes on this from today's paper. Uh, I'm not even gonna do it as a Trump imitation because. I have uh, no, my imitation sucks. Just stay calm. <laughs> uh, it will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. Well, okay, there's our president. The consumer is ready and the consumer is so powerful in our country with what we've done with tax cuts and regulation cuts and all of these things. The consumer has never been in a better position than they are right now. So a lot of good things are going to happen. That's President Trump dealing with his health uh, crisis uh, talking about the consumer is ready and the consumer is so powerful. Uh, and what we've done with tax cuts and regulation cuts, giving himself credit, making it all about himself, and talking like, like the consumer is ready. We, that's, that's it? His number one concern is making sure that people go out to stores and buy stuff right now, as opposed to, you know, providing information about how we might protect ourselves. You know, things like that, so we don't wake up at 4.15 in the morning and think we have coronavirus. Monroe Anderson has entered the building. Monroe Anderson has entered the building, and he's really impressed with the protections we put on our microphones. <laughs> so anyway, I'm with you, J.B. Pritzker. I like J.B. Pritzker, D. You know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. vote for him, but I like him. All right, everybody, so that's what's going on locally. We will keep you posted on these stories as today's program rolls right along.
Uh, oh boy, Johnny Joe weighed in. Now Johnny Joe is our downstate listener, and I guess he's worried about another uh, event that a lot of white people like going to. Johnny Joe writes in. I wonder if they will cancel uh, the demolition derby at the state <laughs> fair. <laughs> When is that? That's in the state fair is uh, in the summer. The summer, uh, yeah. Uh, let's hope it's gone by that. Monroe just brought his own little hand something or other, whatever. It's like, called sanitizer. Oh, sanitizer! Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, we're ending this segment. We'll be right back. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago, culture, food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Hey, D. Yeah? Did I tell you that the Ben Jarofsky Show is sponsored by Rattleback Records? No. Well, it is. Rattleback Records at 5405 North Clark Street is Andersonville's full-service record store. Hey, D. Did I tell you it was voted one of Chicago's best record stores in the 2019 Chicago Reader Poll? No. Well, it was. Wow. Rattleback Records, 5405 North Clark Street. Used and new LPs and 45s. They got CDs, DVDs, books, gifts, and much more. For more information, contact them at rattlebackrecords.com. That's R-A-T-T-L-E-B-A-C-K Records. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated? Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. It's the butter cow, which has nine hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right. It's made entirely out of butter. And, you know, it's a state fair tradition since at least 1922. You are no longer uh, mayor of Chicago. You're not holding public office right now, so you don't have to watch what you say. Not that you ever did that I know. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, that was not really, that, I don't think you have to worry about that. But now you're, you can prepare to be Rombo again, the neutron rom. Just blow up the place. <laughs> Where's Waldo? Ben, stop touching your face. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky <laughs> Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Hold on, i got to do that breath thing. Mm-hmm. Please, no. People on the live stream chat are like, worst <laughs> bit ever. <laughs> that is the comic store guy, right? That's correct. Oh, thank you. Dennis does the best comic store guy from The Simpsons. Best bit ever. For the love of God, focus. Uh, Monroe, uh, thank you. You're, you're welcome for the protection that we've given you. Oh, coronavirus ain't going to get me. <laughs> yeah. This napkin is going to save me. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Right. It's a tissue, not a napkin. Oh, a tissue. Okay. Uh, and, uh, like a Kleenex, perhaps. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you got, you're rubbing up your hands with all that. Now, when I left the house, mm-hmm. Joyce told me don't shake hands with anybody yes and she also said don't kiss 
you. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> so Good I idea. said, I, and so I told her, I said, okay, I'll tell him I love him, but not today. <laughs> yeah, tell, just say you love me. By the way, Robert Peters has uh, entered the room. We might just have the two guests sit down together. Uh, Monroe, uh, long time journalist, everybody knows, comes on the show every Wednesday, uh, is. Uh, let's put it this way: more of the Biden persuasion, or you know, no, he's going to deny more of the winning persuasion. Uh, <laughs> Robert Peters, state senator from Hyde Park, inherited the office once held by Kwame Raoul and a certain politician named Barack Obama. Uh, is more of the Bernie persuasion. Yeah, have a seat, Robert. Come on in, man. You got here early. Uh, Guys, don't shake hands, just bump. Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. elbow bump. <laughs> right, exactly, right. Robert, look at this protection at the Ben Jarofsky show. Look at this, it's classy. <laughs> We're looking out for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Robert Peters, first of all, welcome to the show. I know you weren't expecting to come on so early, but what the hell, you're in here, let's I'm, bring I'm you I'm here, on. I'm here. And this man's a legend. I don't know if you ever met him before, the great Monroe Anderson, an old friend of mine. Comes on every Wednesday. Uh, usually we talk Trump, 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 and Trump. In fact... Uh, just to give you, let's see, let's see what Moreau had to say in uh, today's Facebook. Uh, is the handwriting on the wall? This is Monroe writing on Facebook. Uh, should Sanders call it quits and work towards uniting the party to assure a blue tsunami in November? Uh, will his supporters come out in full force for Biden? If not, does that give Trump a fighting chance at continuing to destroy America? Already b blaming the Bernie people, Robert. I just wanted to see that. Doesn't seem like the best organizing tactic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, hurry, shut up, and vote for our guy. <laughs> just the facts. Yeah, Nothing but the facts. Uh, and what about the Trump campaign smear about Biden being senile? Yeah, really fun coming from Trump. Good God. Right. Uh, I know. And by the way, my position is, and we'll get Robert's thoughts on this. Public does not care about senility in its public officials. I say that in part because we elected Mayor Daley for how many years? Nobody knew what he was saying. We had Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan and yes. Alzheimer's. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, that was before uh, Robert Peters was born. But No, 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 that's in the middle. I was, I was born in 85. Okay, you were three years old. You were not aware of it. He was impacted right. me. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, okay. he was a political prodigy. <laughs> he like two years old. He's in the crib. Google, Gaga, Reagan. Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, and what about the Trump campaign? Oh, we already did that. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss these issues and also the, the pandemic and state, state's attorney Kim Fox. Oh, my God, yes. Um, we can always talk about the Kim Fox case. And uh, I don't know, Robert, if you uh, were paying attention to this, but Kim Fox came on the show last week and we were talking about Smollett Gate and I essentially what I said was I'm a lefty okay everybody knows that and to me Smollett Gate is totally blown out of proportion as obsessed as I am with the story uh, I don't think it's would rank in the top 20 of criminal justice issues facing the people of Cook County and that was my position okay and I'm not saying she did handle it right but it's not in my top 20 uh, and then she st stunned me by saying it's Dennis won't allow me to swear, but she actually said, Bull. She said what it was. Yeah, she said what it was. Right. Okay, and then, uh, uh, oh boy, came out with, uh, Bill Conway came out with a commercial where he played it on a loop, like an old rock song, right. where she's saying, it's bullshit, right. it's bullshit, it's bullshit. Bullshit, it's bullshit, it's bullshit, it's bullshit, 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 bullshit. So anyway, man, it got me all fired up, and I'm like, come on! So do you agree? But do you agree with me? Let's start with this one, Monroe. Do you agree with me that it is BS? I agree with Kim that it is BS. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree with Kim. Hey, uh, what, what you've just participated in is plagiarism. Oh, yes, that's okay. What's your thoughts on this subject, Robert? I, I think the main focus here is what Kim Fox has done uh, in terms of her office as a state's attorney, um, in terms of advocating down in Springfield. And I think it's important for us, as, you know, in terms of my perspective as a state senator. And the other part is, you know, before I was a state senator, I was an organizer and helped elect her to beat Anita Alvarez and was part of a coalition of people that made that happen. And I think that we should not lose sight of what that office has been able to accomplish. I mean, the wrongful conviction unit um, and sort of advocating when it came to cannabis and the role that was done there. And I think it's important for us to focus on that. Um, I think, you know, when we look at campaigns, a lot of things become taken out of context or thrown out all the time. I think it's important that we ground it in the fact that Kim Fox, as state attorney, has done a great job and she needs to still stay there. We need her there. Um, and I think that's for everybody in this city. So. All right. Fair enough. That's well put. That's why he's a state senator and exactly. um, I'm a columnist. And, and, and I'm an old, old retired journalist. Yeah. Uh, uh, your sense of how voters in your neck of the woods, again, you're from Hyde Park, you, uh, Robert Peters, as I said earlier, state senator from the district that once uh, uh, Kwame Rawl held and uh, Barack Obama held. So it's I would say it's people of more of the liberal persuasion. Uh, what's the sentiment in, in your district regarding Kim Fox? Well, so I have a unique district. It stretches from the Gold Coast down to the Indiana border with basically what you would say a big bulk of it in the Hyde Park, fourth and fifth ward area. So I, I think a lot of people have varying opinions on it. I think if you ground people into having a conversation beyond what happened last year and what they want to see out of the state's attorney uh, office and what they want to see in the justice system, they are open to that. So I think that's the key argument to make is that this is, you know, there's this instant, it, it clearly, uh, you know, and, and I think for many people rightfully in their feelings got them upset. But I think if you want to know what is that state attorney's office going to do for people on a broad level, on a macro level, then you've got to go with Kim Fox. So I, I think people, I think most people feel that, but I think there's just a varying degrees of that. And I think at the end of the day, um, the public right now is just distrustful of government. I mean, the level of corruption we have, uh, the amount of attention to that corruption that's been going on. Um, and I think it's very important for us to sort of restore that trust that needs to happen. Um, and one way we can do that is sort of explain uh, in simple but concrete details about what's actually happening uh, both at the state's attorney's office or at the city, at the county, at the state. Um, and I think that's what's most important. So when I talk to people, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I sort of explain how important Kim Fox is in um, relation to my role as a state senator. Um, and I think that's what's most important here. So to me, that's sort of my vision uh, in, in, in terms of what I'm seeing. Uh, but yeah. That's sort of it. Well, I, that's the one part, and uh, we'll move on to the national issues, but uh, that's one part of uh, Eric, Eric Zorn's column today. He wrote a column about it, say we already talked about it, but he, he did pick up on the issue of trustworthiness, uh, and this is a story that, like, it seems like there's missing pieces, put it mildly, and uh, it's easy 
to jump to conclusions as to what went down. I myself am ready to jump to conclusions as to what went down I have in the past. I think uh, it was essentially Kim Fox was my interpretation was doing a favor for someone and it blew up in her face and people didn't appreciate the favor she did and acted like jerks and she's paying the consequence for it. Uh, so Yeah, see, and I, I have a more broad-based point of view on this. Um, she, she ran on reform uh, where she decided that we're not going to just put black men in jail just for the sake of it, okay? Be, this would be a good place for them to be locked up. We're not going to give them police records just because they're black. And she has, ex she, she has done that for a lot of just everyday black people. 5,000 during her um, term have, have not been prosecuted because of this. Um, and so why should, why should she make Jesse an exception? Okay, well, I'm trying not to put all these other young black men in jail, but because he's a celebrity, then I'm going to put him behind bars. I mean, he's been punished. He lost his job, mm -hmm. a very good job. So, I mean, it's not like he, he, he got away scot-free or anything like that. Yeah. All right. Well, we are, are going to move on because uh, we've talked a lot about this on the show. And I, I want to uh, talk about the um, uh, coronavirus, Trump, Bernie, Biden, all those good things. Uh, so let's just start, uh, Monroe, with you. And then, Robert, just jump in uh, when Monroe is done. You alluded to this uh, in, in the bit you wrote on Facebook, Monroe. The absolutely inadequate response of Donald Trump to this serious crisis. I mean, we have been making jokes about it a little bit, just trying to, a little levity, and yeah. it's kind of a scary thing. Right. But I've never seen a president so inadequate at being a leader. I've, and I've lived through a lot of bad but presidents. See, you, don't, you don't understand this. Okay. Okay. The country is trying to, the, the, the liberals, the Democrats and the, and the fake media are trying to hurt his candidacy. So they're making this disease up. And all these other countries now are joining them, kicking in on this. But it's all to make sure that he doesn't become president for a second term. And this, 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 whole, this whole coronavirus pandemic that we have now it doesn't exist. So he's going to continue to shake people's hands to prove that he's right until it kills him. Okay, I know you're being half facetious when you say <laughs> that. I, I'm, he claims he hasn't been tested. I don't believe that, by the way. I mean, I, I, I don't know if he has or hasn't. Um, the level of selfishness of Donald Trump uh, means that it's hard to know anything that he's saying and trust it. Right. Um, and that every action he's taking is not about anybody but Donald Trump. Um, and I think when we look at the response we've had as a country, it's been absolutely appalling and disgusting uh, because it's built around the ego of a president who only thinks about himself all the time, um, who seems like he doesn't even want the job. So therefore he's almost nihilistic about it at the same time. And of course, that just whittles down to everybody else on the ground being impacted by this one man's extreme selfishness um, around a crisis because he's, you know, he's also done things where he's bailing out industries, very harmful industries in order to prop up the economy 
which is, of course, not going to be a long-term prop up the economy. And that creates even more crisis, but he's only doing it because he's just trying to, you know, I'm not supposed to curse, but save his ass. And so I think it's, it, it, to me, I am extremely anxious uh, with Donald Trump as president for a combination of things. A crisis like a virus and a crisis like an economic crisis creates really bad conditions for reactionary politics. Uh, so, you know, sort of right-wing politics that are harmful, especially if, you know, to us younger folks and especially young folks from an oppressed group combined together, we become the target. And it is vitally important that we do beat Donald Trump. And I think it's vitally important that there are people who are leading in setting the tone for what we should have for a response to this crisis across the, the country. I mean, whether it's you know, South Korea had an extremely, it, it, this horribly impacted them as a country, but they responded so quickly. Um, Italy responded slower, but has decided to do things to help people directly, like freezing mortgage payments. Um, there's only so much we can really do on a global scale if it's not being led by the largest economy in the world. Uh, and so we now have this double whammy of a possibility of many people getting sick, people who are susceptible to passing away, uh, hitting, and at the same time, we have an extremely horrible healthcare gap, we have an extremely horrible social service gap, and we see the economy also bottom out. So if anything, this is a moment for really bold action that has to happen, one, to deal with the, the immediate crisis of a public health disaster, and two, to deal with both the immediate and long-term crisis of an economic disaster. Yeah, the, the problem is that we have been destroying the safety net in this country since Reagan. Yeah. And so you have all these, these people who, who are, are vulnerable. Um, the irony, of course, is that some of those vulnerable people are the Republicans who are responsible for this mess that we have right now because um, – they went to the CPAC convention, and one of the guys um, who was there, a handshaker and a lover of, of the hierarchy of the Republican Party, uh, was close to everybody. Um, Gates was on the plane with, with Trump, so he was as close as we are with each other right now. And he when he got the call saying that the guy that he had been hanging out with um, had the virus, then he's, he's, he's um, self um, um, quarantined. Qu- quarantined. Now, you know, he sat in the corner somewhere. Yeah, no, so, he sat in the corner of the plane. Uh, yeah, exactly. He yeah. sat in the corner of the plane. So, so we don't know. I mean, for all we know, Trump may have the virus right now. I, I think that he probably didn't get tested uh, because of his ego. You know, he, he thinks he thinks he's Superman, and so the virus won't bother well, I, him. My, my perspective on that is that I think Donald Trump presents to be a Superman who, behind the scenes, is actually an extreme coward. Oh, um, he's, no, he's he's insecure and what have you. But but to overcompensate, and if if I can get some some uh, psychological to some extent right now. So he over he he overcompensates by doing stupid things to show how tough he is in his mind. But I hear you. I, I think yeah. he's just a cheat, 
And <laughs> what he does is he'll say to public that he's done yes. one thing, yeah. but behind the scenes has done. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about, you know, the idea of socialism for the rich and like, uh, you know, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps for everybody else. Donald Trump is a leading example of someone who decides to write a book, quote unquote, art of the deal. And if anything, he just figured out how to create a scam and then make money off of creating a scam about how he creates scams. I mean, his specialty is, I wouldn't be shocked if he was like, I'm going to try everything I can to live and then go out and tell everybody, look how strong I am. I'm the greatest yep. thing ever. Absolutely. I'm your leader and I'm the most glorious person that's ever existed. And that's why I can do all these things because I've done whatever I can behind the scenes and everyone is supposed to buy into it. And to be honest with you, I do not blame people who are susceptible in a time of crisis. It is important that there is a competing vision that says, here's what we can do in a time of crisis that gives you far less anxiety and will deal with the conditions that you're in. I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And yeah, well, I, I mean, which, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it, it very well put because this is, <laughs> this is ex exactly Trump, what he does. You're so right, Robert. He pretends like he's this big tough guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to get a test. And the, you know, he's getting the test. Not. I don't. Okay. I have to say, I, I do not know that. Obviously, I'm not friends with Donald Trump. I'm not in the White House. But when I saw so, that, then what I, are you telling me that that uh, he 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 knows that he weighs 239. Yeah, pounds. that's the other thing. <laughs> the, 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 Guy weighs about 300 pounds, all right? He's a big feller, all right? Big flabby guy. Right. And he gets his doctor to lie. What did, what, what did they say? 225 or 235, was it? It was, it was 239 because, and, and, and he's now 6'3". Okay, yeah. And because he needed to be 6'3 and 239 not to be obese. You know, there's, there's a whole oh, formula. Oh, wow. But, yeah. that's, right. but see here, Robert, this is the, the reality of dealing with the world uh, of Donald Trump that he's created. So there's these obvious lies. You know they're lies. You just mm -hmm. look at the man. You're not 235, okay? You're you're 300. You're a big flabby guy, okay? And uh, you know that's a lie. So then he says, he wants to perpetuate this myth as Monroe just artic articulated by saying, you know, this is not a real crisis. I'm not worried. I'll shake everyone's hand. Meanwhile, he's he's going sanitizing his hand as soon mm -hmm. as it's done. He's probably had a test, uh, and but he won't admit he had the test because he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to recognize that this is a real crisis. And I think it's layers, right? So let's just do, there's the himself, his personality, and the cult of personality he wants to have around who he is and what he is. And the other part is that if he admits a lot of the stuff, then he's admitting failures and flaws of his own presidency. And so it's also a form of self-preservation. Um, and I think it's gonna, I mean, this is, I mean, I can't believe Donald Trump is our president. I mean, it's just so disgusting and upsetting. But um, because, like, you know, it he, what makes him so effective at being bad is how ineffective he is actually as a leader, um, that everyone is on a constant state of edge. And you, he, to be honest with you, I don't even think he realizes that that's a thing, you know, that, that his behavior, he's that bad, his narcissism is that bad, uh, and that every action is just a re, like a sort of selfish reaction to an issue um, and it's just frightening uh, but it's all this sort of layers of self-preservation for Donald Trump and um, you know and here we are uh, 
as a country with someone who, you know, we don't. We, what's so wild about Donald Trump and his personality is that uh, we don't need a government-issued monument to our president because he owns so many buildings with his name on it yeah. already. I mean, that's just think that's just wild. Um, it still upsets me to no end, Monroe. Whenever we go by the uh, that tower in downtown Chicago, somehow the leadership of the Chicago. When I, th- I know. Okay, we talked about how uh, Smollett Gates not even in the top twenty of criminal justice issues. So the the fact that Donald Trump manipulated the system that we have here in Chicago, giving campaign contributions to Mayor Rahm Emanuel, you know, hiring Ed Burke as his property tax lawyer, playing the game. Right, playing the Democratic Party, mainstream Democratic Party game to a T. So they put that big old sign up there. I know that's not in the top 20 of horrific examples of our corrupt, dysfunctional system at its worst, but it really rubs me the wrong way. I got to tell you. And I'll, I'll think, I think of that as like, it's not just Chicago. I think that is a shining, that stuff like that is an example to go back to Reagan of a, post-Reagan economic, social, and political system that is truly broken. Um, And I think it does go back to Reagan. I mean, the sort of individualistic uh, me-before-everybody thing that Donald Trump represents has deep roots to sort of the dawning of neoliberal politics and economics and society. Um, And then the sort of birth of Donald Trump, the politician, is a response to the breakdown of that uh, political, economic, and social consensus. Wow, if you really want to get me nerdy on here, I yeah, just right, got right, it. Right. I, no, nobody no, understands no. what I'm talking exactly, about. Right, no, no. Like I'm, no, no. This is a dissertation by Senator Robert Peters. Uh, thank you very much. If you want, want me to be a stereotype of Hyde Park, here it is. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, no, and I know that you're Bernie's state rep. Or, yeah, state well, state yeah, I'm a state yeah, senator. Yeah, yeah. I, I do support. You represent. I stumbled on your exact title. What is your exact title? Well, I mean, I think I'm like either a co-chair of the state. Uh, I think I would just say I'm a big Bernie supporter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. This is what I think. I, I think that just like Goldwater's loss launched the modern uh, right-wing movement. I think Bernie is in the process of doing that right now. I don't think he's going to be president. I think Biden's going to be president. But I think that in the long run, Bernie will win out because his ideas will grow. And they I don't will be disagree with that. Well, all right. That's I don't a, disagree with the idea yeah. that Bernie's, what Bernie is building is a longer-term movement and a long-term movement. Yeah. Um, I... I I think the fear is, um, you know, like I want to defeat um, Trump. And so if Biden's the nominee, then we have to do whatever we can to defeat Trump. Right. The risk is that we have to ensure that Biden actually addresses the needs of people or what we can have is someone come after Biden who is more effective at hurting us than Trump. And that is the thing we need to be very careful of. Yeah. Um, Biden's been around a long time, and my perspective on him is he's a politician, so he he goes with the times. You know, wherever we were at any given time, he was there responding to the people. So I think he has been set up by Bernie 
to be responsible. And this is why I think that they should at least debate. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I they, they, no, they no, right. Debate. Exactly. No, they should. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. All right. This is a perfect uh, point to take <laughs> a break. Uh, and we'll come back. And we're going to take the deep dive in this. And I'm just going to start by saying, Monroe, I don't think Joe Biden has ideas in the way you're using the word. I think Joe Biden has a strategy, a political strategy, which is a lot different than an idea. Bernie Sanders has an idea, a vision. Uh, Joey B has a strategy. Think about that. Get ready to respond. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. 